we wouldn't have a realm if we didn't have the motion. If we, if we all ended up back in the source, if everything in the whole, this whole reality, this whole frequency section got very still, we'd all be back in the soup and we'd be blissed out and we wouldn't know that we ever existed and, and it wouldn't matter. But that's not what a reality system does. And most, you know, I, I think I've talked about it a couple of times. I've met beings who have said, we will, we will make sure that, that the motion never goes out. If you have any idea how long it took for the forms now in existence to come to be, then you would, you would do the same thing we're doing, which is we will um, make sure we have evolved ourselves just for the purpose of keeping things in motion making life available. I'm like, whoa. When I first heard that, I thought, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> so later on, I was like, whoa, that's not just nice. That's um, kind of mind-blowing. So, and those are the beings that, um, that I met in this place. I don't know where it was, this dimension where the beings were so bright, you could not look at them. They wore these hooded robes um, so that you could, you could look toward them. You could see where they were and <laughs> uh, because their light was like a hundred feet in diameter and, and you couldn't, you couldn't look at them. So the robes tried to, and that that's a, even a different kind of robes than the little men in brown robes who looked very human. And they were bright, but they weren't bright like these guys in this crystal, this place that was all crystal or looked like all ice. Wow. That, now that's some kind of bright. How did you get there? Why did it happen that you met these beings? I, I don't know. It was one of those experiences where in the early days of Kundalini, um, I would go there. I would find myself there. I didn't know how I got there. I didn't know why I was there. <laughs> it was just another experience. And, and I had it often enough that, and I, I was, I actually, <clears throat> I think I was going to school there. And I remember studying the structure of light and the structure of the eyeball um, and the robes were teaching me about frequency and about how things came to be. And I, I had a lot of instruction that was um, pretty unique. Have you seen them again? Um, it's been quite a while since I've seen them. I can't remember when's the last time. Um, so there were like three or four years where there were visits to this, I called it the crystal school because I was, because it was all crystalline and I was there to learn. And I was learning things that were very different from what I was learning in college at that very time. And I was struggling with Kundalini and I had a million questions. I often thought that the questions might have been the reason why I went there or they maybe somebody came and got me and took me there or that somehow my questions about how does this work 
or why is that happening or what, you know, whatever, um, ended up taking me there. Um, I'm trying to remember, I, I think I was, I've been there twice since those early days of Kundalini. There was a bunch of times in the early days, but um, one time I went back, um, it kind of deliberately, I was still working with Levengood. So that was probably in the early 2000s. Um, and and I, I went back there because I wanted to understand something. We were dealing with frequencies and plasma and other dimensions and, you know, all of that. Um, and I remember being in the, what we called the library of the crystal school. And, um, and I remember finding some of my own work and someone came along and said, ah, 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 come with me. And I said, but, but, <laughs> and they said, no, 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 don't, don't look at what you will accomplish in this lifetime. And I understood there was an undercurrent of, of it would limit me possibly. And, and the, what I was going to see was what I was definitely going to do or create. But that, that was, um, let's just say if I went to the library now and they had all, all my books and I looked at those and thought, oh, look at that. I've written, I don't know, however many books I've written. Um, if I misperceived that to think those are the books I should write and then I'm done, then I would not go any further. And that was the sense that I had from this uh, being who said, uh-uh, come with me, come with me. Um, you don't need to see that. It was no, that would limit me and so I went with him and or her with it <laughs> um, but I that was one time I was back there um, and then another time I went back just to say uh, thank you um, and I was actually um, I may have actually been back there I, I but I think uh, this may be two years ago but I'm not sure I ended up in this place where I was way up on this mountain and I was looking down in this valley and everything looked like it was made of ice. And later I thought, I don't think that was ice. I think that was crystal. And I walked in that place, um, but it's a dimension of extraordinary beauty, a mind blowing kind of beauty. So um, the stuff happens in my opinion, I never get enough to really be able to say, okay, I got it. <laughs> and I think that's intentional, um, being a three-dimensional human at this point, when you come into a three-dimensional body, um, it has certain things that you want to, um, you want to not focus on because the focus is to be the three-dimensional experience and the entire physical reality. Most people are really only thinking about a little bitty slice, their life and their work and their, um, I don't think like that. And I don't know at what point I started to um, only think 
um, in terms of global systems, planetary systems, um, solar system systems, um, etc. So my perception is it, it's always looking at things from that point of view. It's not, I, I have a hard time whittling it down to, um, you know, some of the other stuff that, you know, people get caught up in. Have you ever met anyone else who um, also went there that you've talked and said, ah, oh, I was there as well, or heard somebody about the crystal yeah. schools? Yeah, a um, couple people have written. Um, I didn't save the letters. It was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, you know, they said, I've, I've been in that place. I've been in that place where it looks like ice. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> so maybe more than a couple, maybe three or four, but not very many. I've talked with hundreds, thousands of people over the last 40 years. Um, and um, there have been very few who have written to say, hey, I went there too. <laughs> um, or, hey, I've seen those beings that wear those robes because they're so bright. You cannot look at them. It's like, oh, yep. <laughs> when you saw the books, when you saw the books in the library and you're about to pick them up, it was under Penny Kelly. It wasn't under Alalome Makumra, like your it's under other. under Penny Kelly. Oh, that must have been interesting. And, and, and at the time that I was there, this was almost 20 years ago, I saw videos. And I remember just as I was about to look at the videos, that was when the being came along and said, uh, 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 uh. and I had no plan, no concept, no idea of anything involving a video. <laughs> and here I am. It's like, oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, there's lots of videos now. Yeah. And many more to come. Um, you also mentioned something that they said, you explained why you, the feeling you got that they said, please don't look at it. Um, and I think you do the same thing when you do readings for people, is that you don't lay it out for them because then they might change something, correct? I don't lay it out. People often say, well, tell me what my purpose is. I'm like, no, I'm sorry. You need to earn that. It, that's just somebody else telling you what to do. Um, and I think if people could get to the point where instead of saying, tell me my future, they would say, um, let's have a conversation and we'll talk. And I'm asking you to feed back to me what you see in terms of all the possibilities and what's most likely to happen. And at that point, wow, we could really have an amazing conversation. And sometimes I do, I ask questions of people and I'm watching my screen um, and, and I'm seeing that oh, that's going nowhere <laughs> or I'm seeing, oh, wow. Or sometimes they're chatting on about something and they'll say a key word for them and it opens a window and I see the, the possibility of that individual moving in that direction just because they spoke that word, they opened a window, possibilities. And so I'll sometimes say, well, here's, you know, I see this and I see this and I see that you need to choose 
which path you're going to take. Here's the outcome of this one. Here's the outcome of that one. Here's the outcome over here. Which one do you want? And people really do want to be told what to do. I'm like, mm -mm. no, can't do that. You have to take responsibility for your life because you're the one that's got to hold your life, yourself, your consciousness together in order to evolve yourself and become an eternal being. And it, that just means able to reconstitute and pull yourself together no matter what happens. If you lose your body, constitute, reconstitute another one. In, if you want to go to a different realm, you know, what kind of body are you going to pick? What are you going to do to recreate yourself? Those are key questions, but people don't think like that yet. Yet. So why were your books there? My question is, is that in this library, is everybody's work there? Like you yeah. have a physical book, you have a, you know, and you have maybe videos. Yeah. Um, but is it a, a library of, of everything? What, what kind of library is it? It was. Uh, this library, I could not see the end of it. And the, you know, the sections in the library were organized by, um, like by, uh, like millennia. Like this happened in this thousand years and this happened in that thousand. Like, oh, um, it was, and I remember the thing that struck me in that library was the quality of light. I remember thinking as I walked in, I, I can't really see the floor. Is there a floor? It, you know, why does everything seem so full of light? Um, that had a huge, a huge impact on me. So, um, lots of questions. I have a lot of questions about that myself, but everybody's experience of life is there. And here's another thing that I happened to see. There was a whole section for me and it wasn't just this life. It was all of my lives. And I, and I remember at the time it, asking myself, what were, what are all those? <laughs> and that, you know, and then seeing the video things. And then um, right then was when somebody said, ah, come with me, come with me. So what was the video? Was it videos that you done or videos of your life? Because I don't know. I didn't get to look at them. Ah, I just, I looked at, at the case and thought that's a video. Those are videos. And, and at the time, you know, I didn't have any videos. I didn't, that wasn't even a, a thought on my horizon. So, um, you know, that was a big surprise. And, and the section that was, you know, a whole bunch of my lives, um, that was a pretty big section. And I realized that every single individual had a section. And some people's sections for a given life were really small and some were really big. So depends on how productive you are. Um, and, and I remember saying to the person who said, uh -uh, come with me, um, is that what we call the book of life? And he just, you know, I could barely see him. And, and I can't really say he just smiled, but the, 
the sense that I had was that there was a smile in that light. Um, you know, it was like, oh, I think I, I hit it. <laughs> so what people call Akashic Records, is this the same type of place or is Akashic Records just an, another place or is it the same? Um, I don't know. I, you could call it Akashic Records, the Hall of Records, the library, but it's all the same thing. Everything that you have done, every word you have spoken is saved in, a scientist might say, in the holographic print. That was my next question about the library, because um, you think of, of evolution in terms of, you know, videos and paper and books. And so, yeah, machines. Yeah. So what's <laughs> so those were actual physical, physical. What does that mean? So what was the, you know, leather bound books or, you know, cotton no, paper or what they was looked it? exactly like my books that's how i recognized them and i remember at the time thinking oh there's a lot more books there than i have written that was as, as much as i was and, and the videos were right next to it and, the, and then the being said uh-uh come with me you don't need to be here so what was there so something that wrote you know 500 years ago with those the what we have in old libraries here. Yeah. If somebody was to go there, they would see their books and their original yeah. formats, so to speak. The, the, the sense that I had, and I really only looked at my own, um, I've been in that library twice. The first time I really wasn't paying attention. Um, and I, I, I don't know why I was there. I just remember seeing that this thing went on forever. But um, the sense that I had later was that the form of the information was part of the identity of the time. Does that make sense? And so a book that was created in the 1400s or the 1500s might have a totally different kind of material. Um, and it was preserved in that material as an indicator of when it was created. So it was very interesting. It's like, oh, wow. So if people wanted to decide, well, I'm going to try to go there in my, my dreams and my, put my consciousness and go visit there, is that yeah. a possibility? Yeah, I think it is. You'd, you probably have difficulty remembering if you don't have a very big range of frequencies that you're comfortable in, but you might wake up with this feeling of, of hey, you know, I have this feeling that I went somewhere special, or I have this feeling that I've been around much longer than I thought I'd have been around, that kind of thing. Or you suddenly have this feeling you know yourself more or better or differently. I don't know. You mentioned at some point, because I'm trying just to differentiate beings. So these were the, uh, uh, the crystal beings. But then in volume one, you went off on an excursion and you met these <laughs> beings in space and they looked Super at you. beings. Yeah, yeah. And then they said to you, so where's the rest of you or where's the rest of her? I don't know if they were dressed. I don't, can't remember now if they addressed yeah. you. Where's so, the rest of you? Where's the rest of you? Yeah. So yeah. those are the same kind of beings or no. so what's the difference between the two? I don't, I don't know that I can answer that. The beings in the crystal school, um, I, let me just use some words to try to differentiate. The beings in the crystal school were timeless, eternal beings. The super beings were these massive beings of light who were 
um, they struck me as, I don't know, almost punchy, almost like they were, they were much more approachable. You could look at them, they were bright, but you could look at them, it hurt. Um, but they were not nearly as bright or as intense in their brightness as the beings in the crystal school, okay? They, the beings in the crystal school wore these robes so that they looked human-sized and well-defined. The beings, the super beings, did not have any robes. They were just these gigantic areas of light that shifted their shape, shape shifted, <laughs> shifted their shape as they communicated with each other and with me. I don't have a very good description of that. There's nothing to describe except this intense region of light that was alive and conscious and um, and just out there in space. Just, I mean, I have questions myself. It's like, what, what are you doing out here? <laughs> you just that was my next around. question. That was my next uh -huh. question. What are they doing out there? So I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Um, but the, the, the meeting with them in which they said, you know, where's the rest of you? I did not understand what they were talking about. Um, what they were referring to at all. And I've only just begun to get a, a, a small understanding of what they were saying to me. And it comes back to uh, volume one where um, we, we spin off pieces of ourselves. We're driving down the road and our consciousness is way over here, creating a version of ourselves, having some other experience. It's kind of like a Walter Mitty type of experience. And that's a book that ninth graders have to read in America, in which this guy lives in his imagination. Most people live in their imagination and they don't realize how powerful their consciousness is. And while they're imaging this version of themselves over here, having this experience, they're literally creating, putting some of their energy in that self. And so we end up, we've, I like to say, we piss ourselves away <laughs> over the course of our life without realizing what we're doing. And what, what I began to understand as I went through that whole study of planes and dimensions was that we had to regather, we had to re bring, we had to re uh, constitute, I guess would be a word, the selves that we had spun off. We had to bring all that energy back into ourselves. And I think that might have been what they meant when they said, where's the rest of you? They knew that I was a small fragment of what I started out as and that I had spun off parts of myself and left what I called the 10,000 versions of myself everywhere. And I, I didn't have my bricks in a pile, <laughs> if I can say it that way. Just to clarify, when you say all of yourself, because that yourself could be very big. So you're talking about all of yourself in this specific lifetime, or which includes all your other lifetimes, or which includes all your, do you understand? So your 10,000 yeah. selves. So what do you mean by 
Where's the rest of you of, of this Penny Kelly lifetime? I'm not sure. I, at the very least, I think what they meant was, where's all the rest of your energy? You don't have enough energy to handle the kind of experience you are looking for, the information you are asking. Go get the rest of yourself and put yourself back together. That would be the minimum. And then we can talk about, okay, did that include having to bring in all the rest of the lives that I've had in all the various places? Um, it may involve that, and in fact, probably does. And then from there, it's like, okay, what about all the other systems that I have been in, et cetera, et cetera. So um, all of that, where's the rest of you? That's a I mean, that's a start. At least get yourself together. Um, if, you, if you take the old um, esoteric wisdom that says, be here now, that means be present and stop imagining over here and over there doing what. When you bring all of your energy together, in my experience, in trying to re-merge re, uh, with some of those pieces of myself, I end up sort of seething. This is not maybe the best way of saying it, but um, it's what it feels like in the beginning. It's like, what do I do with this energy? Just, shh. <laughs> you know, what do I do with this energy? And so you end up having to get comfortable with increasing amounts of energy. And you just stay here now. You don't live somewhere else in your imagination. You're paying attention. And that leaves you with this, I'm going to say this seething amount of energy. And when you want to let that energy go, that's power. That's when you use your power. So, um, and you use it to create something good, to have a healing effect, to, you know, something. So one of the things that I do as a meditation and when I get tempted to get off in some other direction, I imagine I'm knitting. I think I've mentioned this before with these giant um, knitting needles and I'm knitting this golden with this golden thread and I have been knitting this cape um, to put around the world to make the world consciousness warm and loving and peaceful and um, and you know I started out with just pretty much a, a skeleton kind of cape and I've been slowly filling in all sorts of going back and, you know, I'm like, well, let me take this cape. Let me fill in. There's a lot of holes in this knitting. Um, let me crochet some things around. It. So it's, it's a way of playing. It's a way of meditating and keeping your consciousness doing something good instead of spinning yourself off into some other experience. Does that make sense? Oh, Definitely. Okay. I'm just going to come back to a previous conversation that we had. And now I just want to make sure that because you put in another element in there. So you said, um, where's the rest of yourself? And then we, you kind of specified that it could mean just Penny Kelly in this lifetime. Right. The other lifetimes, the 10,000 selves, and it could mean a lot. I had yeah. asked you at some point to say that when, you, when Penny Kelly passes on, as well as if you decide to, if you decide not mm -hmm. to go into light, you decide to pass on. You also yeah. have other parts of you from your... Uh, the Pleiadian self that 
kind of split up and you have at this time you have uh, other people on the planet as well yeah so and i had asked you at the time to say um when all these uh these uh, consciousness passes on do they all return to the pleiadian alalume and you said no not necessarily that you not can necessarily you can merge or you can become you know your own so in other words my question is is when all the parts of yourself means that the goal is not necessarily to say, oh, I'm, I'm missing something. I need to go back to the parts of myself. It could say, well, when I pass on, I'll decide to regrow myself or not regrow myself. It's not the right word. Regroup? Not regroup, but I, I don't necessarily need to go back to Alelome. Well, it's for you, but I'm saying oh, as it's me. I don't need to yeah, Alela Home. Yes, sorry. I, yeah. I keep mispronouncing her name. <laughs> it's a, so, uh, I apologize. <laughs> so I, I don't, you don't need to go back to, and, and re-merge the frequency with this person, you could say, well, I'm going to remain Penny Kelly and I'm going to continue on. Um, yeah. You, it's, however you want to do yourself. Okay. That's what it's about. But, so, but you're not lacking if you do that. Like it's, it's like if I decide not to go back, if, I'm, if I have another higher self and I decide not to re-merge with this higher self when I pass on from this body, right. my consciousness and I go... Oh, where do I do next? I don't, I can, I'm still full. That's my question. This means. Um, well, let me say it like this. Okay. I could leave here and instead of going back to merge into LLO, may, um, I could say, no, I'm going to stay Penny Kelly and she's going to merge into me. You can, you can make whatever version of self that you want to be the dominant self at any given point in time. Okay, that clarified something else. Let me go back to my question now. But okay. if you decide not to merge and Alelohome decide <laughs> that she doesn't want to become Penny Kelly and Penny Kelly doesn't want to merge and you stay, if you were to go back to meet those beings in space, would they say again, there's parts of you missing, you're not, you know, so my know. question is, is, is are, you, are you unfulfilled? Are you incomplete? But that, that's a good word. As you are. That's a good question. I'm not sure. I don't know. I do know that if I were to go back after, let's say I, I left here and I've got somewhere else I want to go. And on the way there, I stopped to visit the super beings again. And they say, where's the rest of you? Um, that I... I if I have taken the time and made the effort to regroup all of the 10,000 versions of myself, then I could say, well, this is all you get right now. <laughs> I would probably be sassy enough to say, look, you know, I'm more powerful than you think or something like that. <laughs> so um, we do not allow ourselves to think about um, those kinds of things with a sense of humor. I think that sense of humor is absolutely essential if you're going to really become a spiritual being. Otherwise, it's all serious doom and gloom. It's trouble and, you know, toil and bubble, 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 toil and trouble kind of thing. So, and I'm just sassy enough or just self-possessed is probably a better word um, to say, hey, this is all you get. You know, I, I, I can do more than I, I'm bigger than I look <laughs> or that kind of thing. So but um, my, my question was more around the idea that I am enough as I am. 
why do I say that I'm trying to come back to that is that I think a lot of people in the, in the spiritual world or in the new age world is that there's always, yeah, when I step out into the next dimension or going to something else, or there's always a feeling that I'm separated from my myself and I'll never be complete until. So I'm trying to say, is that the case? <laughs> is that the case that you're incomplete? Even if I was to bring back my 10,000 selves, because I've spun off in this lifetime, you know, my yeah. energy, and I'm able to bring that back together. Am I still incomplete in terms of a hundred percent of a frequency consciousness field? Am I incomplete? No, I, I think um, when you're, that's a teaching that we have here is that you're incomplete or you don't have enough self. Now, the fact that I went out to meet these super beings, um, and and they ask me, where's the rest of yourself? I tend to think that it refers to the fact that uh, I had 10,000 versions of my of Penny Kelly floating around out there. Um, and that's a waste or a loss of power. It's a loss of intelligence. It's a loss of whatever. But I think that once you pull that self together, um, yeah, you can say this is how I am. This is the way I am. You and I think it's also. I've been in some systems where, I, um, people are group minds, if I can say it like that. There's two or three individuals that act as one, or three or four, or five or six. Um, I don't quite understand that. I didn't stay very long in some of those systems. Um, there's others where you're an individual, but you're tied into everybody in a way that's a little different from the way that we are all tied into one another here. Um, there's a lot of different arrangements. Um, do not believe that you are not enough just as you are. Um, you can, I don't know that you can counter that kind of belief if you're psychologically hurting. But if you begin to heal yourself, um, the attitude of many beings out there is that the tiniest little speck of dust is exquisitely powerful and very much needing to be honored. And so there's no reason to be apologizing when you've got all this dust in a pile, <laughs> if I can say it like that. We're pretty complete to whatever point we're complete at. And that's up to us, not to some measurement tool that, you know, that lives in the fantasy minds of people out there. So... If we, it's, it's like, um, like I said, once you begin to pull all those versions of yourself back in and back together, that's a lot of consciousness. That's a lot of awareness. That's a lot of power. Um, even just do a few and you'll begin to get an idea of what that's about. Um, it, I, I can't emphasize that too much. It, does it have to be 100% complete? I don't think so. I don't think so. And can it be continued after we leave here? Yeah, I think it can. You can also let parts of yourself go and say, I don't want that part anymore. I'm going to build another part. 
and construct another version of yourself. That's what the series of lives is about. There's no rules. I mean, there's some guidelines. There's some factors that have to do with frequency and light and consciousness and stuff like that, um, that we can use either to our benefit or to our detriment. Hopefully we're going to use it to our benefit. But I think in the future, um, as we deal with this whole subject of frequencies and other selves or other versions of the self and how to um, regroup ourselves, how to bring that energy and that consciousness, because it's consciousness, back into ourselves, um, that's really someplace that we ought to, we're going to have to go. So patience there. Ha <laughs> ha.